Hey, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk, talking about the huge comeback win for the Hawkeyes on Saturday against the Michigan State Spartans. It's kind of just feels like a special occasion. I mean, it was such a huge win. It was an early tip-off, 11 a.m. The, the Hawkeyes were, were getting beat pretty soundly. I mean, Michigan State was just so hot in this game. didn't seem like the Hawkeyes were going to be able to catch up. And they somehow tied it and ended up winning 112 to 106 in overtime. So I couldn't sit on this any longer. I, I, I was going to do a podcast probably not until after the Nebraska game just to see how the rest of the game shook out uh, for the rest of this season. But I just really want to go through and, and kind of relive this game a little bit, talk about the last two minutes and what transpired there. And then, you know, how did the Hawkeyes do it? How do they come back? look at some of the just really interesting things about this ball game. Well, one of the key moments in the game was when the Hawkeyes were down by 10. It was 86 to 76, right at two minutes left in the game. And Aaron Uless, it looked like he got a jump ball. He looked like he had it tied up. The refs called a foul on Uless instead of the jump ball. So two free throws for Michigan State. And Franz John at the refs this whole time. And during between the first and second free throw. He gets a technical. So a total of four free throws for the Spartans. They knock down three out of four to make this now a 13-point game, and it pretty much seems over at that point. And then as time starts to tick down, the Hawkeyes are down 91-78, to 78, so a 13-point deficit with a minute 34 left. And then Peyton Sanford, Hit a three to bring it back to within 10. The Hawkeyes call timeout. But now, you know, just 129 left in the game. And during that timeout is when the stare down takes place. Never seen anything like it. But Fran McCaffrey, instead of going and huddling with his team, he just walks down towards one of the end lines, uh, you know, the, the one on their bench, and, and just starts staring at a ref. He's about... I would say maybe 15 feet away from the ref. They're just both staring at each other, and then Fran takes a couple steps towards him. He takes a couple of steps towards Fran. They just continue to stare. Not a word is said. I have a feeling that if Fran said anything at that point, it was going to be an immediate technical foul. Well, luckily, that didn't happen. It was such a strange situation, but Fran, uh, shortly after the ref stepped towards him, he just retreated back into the huddle with the players. And, I mean, some people are saying maybe this is this was what brought the Hawkeyes back. I don't think that's the case. But, you know, I would probably be down on this, too, if the Hawkeyes didn't win. It, it was a very unusual kind of a situation. But it's not like he said anything. He just stared at a guy. But it was just, it was just, it just seemed so strange. You know, ending up about three to four feet away from each other before Poor Fran just, just walked back to the huddle, and, and thankfully he did again, and he didn't get a T at that point. That would have been just disastrous. But if you haven't seen it, surely you have, but it, just go to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you hang out, and, and look for this, the, the stare down. It, it's just amazing. And and again, maybe it did bring some magic to this game, because it's, it's something that I don't think any of us have ever seen before. So the Hawkeyes are down by 12. After a couple more free throws by Michigan State, Chris Murray gets a bucket and one free throw after the foul to cut the game to nine. 
And Michigan State just was not missing free throws in this game, not very many. You know, luckily they did miss a couple of really important ones, but overall just just excellent free throw shooting from the Spartans. I mean, they were good wherever they shot the ball, from three, from two, free throws. But the Hawkeyes found themselves down by 11 with 55 seconds left in the game. And Sanford had position, luckily on a missed three, got fouled, knocked down two free throws. So the Hawkeyes once again cut that lead to nine. But it just still doesn't seem like there's any way the Hawkeyes can pull this game out. There's just not enough time left. And the Spartans ended up only getting one of two free throws the next time down. And then Connor drilled a quick three from way downtown. Just still, again, unlikely. You're down seven. You only have 38 seconds left. But then a travel by Michigan State makes it a little bit more intriguing. But Murray missed a three. But Patrick McCaffrey was at the right place at the right time underneath the basket. Got the rebound. Tossed it back to Chris Murray. And he drilled a deep three. And, man, it's it's crazy at this point. It's a four-point game. And, you know, the way Michigan State shoots free throws, probably still not that likely that the Hawkeyes are going to come back unless you get another steal. And there nearly was another turnover. Hogard uh, from Mississippi, or from, from Mississippi, from Michigan State, it looked like his foot was on the out-of-bounds line. The refs did review it, but I think Perkins hit him before his foot was on the line. So, it probably was the right call. So the Spartans go to the line, and the Hawkeyes end up down six again. But Patrick McCaffrey drills a three from just off the Tiger Hawks' beak. And now it's a three-point game with 20 seconds left. Just an amazing comeback. Michigan State continues to make free throws. Connor McCaffrey again with a three, this time making it a two-point game with just under 11 seconds and, I mean, this is just unbelievable. You can't make this up. A.J. Hogard, he was 10 of 10 from the line. He's the guy that gets fouled again. He steps up, makes the first. Uh, and, and you know, up two, that was huge. That made, made it a three-point game. But he can basically end it with his second free throw to make it a two-possession game. He's 11 of 11. He misses his 12th attempt. Sanford with the rebound. He flips it over to Connor McCaffrey, who takes it up the court, hands it back to Sanford around the top of the key. He takes a dribble and just drills a three to take this game into overtime. The guys are celebrating, and you know you even see Caitlin Clark running around behind the basket, celebrating after Sanford hit the three. In one of the greatest comebacks in college basketball history, it's only the fourth time ever a team has come back to win after being down. By 11 with under one minute left in the game so just just an incredible sequence of events there I mean I was dancing around in the living room last time it happened was in 2016 and it was University of Northern Iowa they were on the losing end of a Texas A&M comeback win in the NCAA tournament Michigan State's shooting in this game was absolutely amazing and and it I mean, it didn't matter if they were shooting a two, if they were shooting a three, if they were shooting a free throw. They knocked them down in such a high rate. It's remarkable that they didn't win this game. I mean, they're going to go back and look, and you know, I'm sure they have looked, at obviously, at those stats and are just amazed that they didn't come away with a victory. For the game, the Spartans were 59% from the field, 73% from three. Now, they were 10 of 12 
from three for quite some time, 85%, but they only made one of their last three attempts in the game. That includes a desperation three at the end of overtime. And the Hawkeyes just owned that overtime. It was 101 to 101 after regulation, and then 106 to 112 to end the overtime. So the Hawkeyes outscored Michigan State 11 to 5 in the extra period. And after heating up late in the game, the Hawkeyes ended just under 51% from the field, 47% from three, the whopping 17 makes and 36 attempts. I mean, the Hawkeyes were hot, especially in that last minute of the game. And the Hawkeyes struggled a bit at the line. You know, give Rebracha credit. I think he was 6 of 6 from the line, and the Hawkeyes ended up hitting a lot of late free throws, so they, they kind of righted the ship there to go 19 of 25. But the Spartans were 31 of 36 from the line in this game. 12 more points from the line from the Hawkeyes. Uh, but luckily, some key misses late. They didn't miss many, but but they missed a couple that they really needed to for the Hawkeyes to be able to come back and win this game. So how did the Hawkeyes win? You look at 17 three-pointers made to just 11 for Michigan State. I mean, 11, you don't expect to lose a game when I say just 11. You don't expect to ever lose a game making 11 uh, three-pointers, especially you know shooting it at such a high rate as they did in this game. But the Hawkeyes had 17 three-pointers made. They out-rebounded the Spartans 34-30, to and that was a real key in this game, and 15 offensive rebounds that led to second-chance points, some really key second-chance points at the end of regulation. Uh, in the overtime, Tony Perkins putbacks, you know, and just four offensive rebounds for the Spartans in this game, so the Hawkeyes were, were keeping them off the glass offensively. And the Hawkeyes... We're really sharing the basketball in this game. 25 assists and just nine turnovers for the Hawkeyes. They did a pretty darn good job of taking care of the basketball. 15 turnovers for the Spartans, and the Hawkeyes had 10 steals in the game. Michigan State you know, had so many guys that were just hot in this game. They hit several shots. You know, The shot clock was running out. They always seemed composed. They couldn't miss from three, it seemed like. The you know the last couple shots that they took, but Iowa it just didn't seem Iowa was going to be able to keep up with them shooting like that until you know the magic at the end of this game. Chris Murray ended up leading the Hawkeyes with 26 points. He was just two of eight from three, but hit a huge one late to help force the overtime. Robbie Humble commented a couple of times about how he's been drifting on his shot instead of going straight up, kind of leaning back a little bit. So that's something he can easily correct. He's a great shooter, and, and, and hopefully he'll get that shot back soon. And, and maybe hitting that huge one that he hit uh, near the end of the game will help get that confidence going. And he does it all. I mean, he had eight rebounds, four assists in the game. Tony Perkins had just another remarkable game, 24 points. He was just on fire in the second half, hitting some big threes. End of the game, four or five from long range. And, and he was huge in the overtime. He had nine rebounds in the game. He had two big putbacks in that overtime that helped seal the victory for the Hawkeyes. And he also had six assists and some really nice steals in this game as well. Philip Bracha, you know, once again, a really nice game from him. He's just 
been quite a player this year. His improvement has just been fun to watch. He just didn't get off many shots in that second half, but he ended with 18 points, five assists, and it was good to see Connor hit some big threes at the end of the game. He ended up three of seven from long, long range. He had 10 points, six assists. Uh, Rebracha and Connor both fouled out of this game. And then off the bench, Peyton Sanford, six of 10 from three-point range. He was on fire. He had five rebounds, 22 points, and the clutch three to force overtime. Really, really happy for him. He had missed a, a couple of threes at the end of regulation up in East Lansing earlier in the season, but he was not going to miss this one. Just nothing but the bottom of the net. He swished it through, and it was overtime and on to a Hawkeye victory. So really happy for Peyton Sanford there. And he's got, well, he's got a couple of, of years left, and he is not bashful shooting the ball. He's going to continue to improve his game, and, and he's going to be entertaining to watch for the next couple of years. Patrick McCaffrey had a huge three late, uh, seven points, four Boyd boards, and you know everybody really contributed to this win. Just a great, great team effort. On the last podcast, I talked quite a bit about three-point shooting, both as a team and then individually. And they showed a graphic on TV during the game, and the home and away disparity is so crazy. Chris Murray, 40% at home from three, 28% on the road or neutral. Patrick, 40% home, 21% away. Perkins, 40% home, 16% on the road. And you've got Connor, 38% at home, 26% on the road. Not not as big of a disparity there. Peyton, 35% at home and 25% away. So it's just amazing how much better these guys shoot when they're at Carver Hawkeye Reed. And you do expect there's going to be some variability there. I mean, guys are going to be more comfortable in their own gym in front of their own fans and all that but but such a big gap hopefully they'll they'll close that as they get ready for the big 10 tournament and the ncaa tournament and, and hopefully feel a little bit better playing on the road or at, at neutral sites and prior to the game you know i'd mentioned that the hawkeyes had dropped to 238th in the nation in three-point shooting and then after just one game and going 17 of 36, the Hawkeyes are now 195th in the nation. So they went from 238 to 195. They're shooting 33.9%. Uh, and they improved from 33.2 to 33.9% in just this one game after shooting so many threes. So I thought that was interesting to see. Well, next up is Indiana on the road. That's going to be a tough game. They're coming off a big win over free-falling Purdue, and then Nebraska next weekend. <laughs> the Huskers with another win this weekend to make it four in a row. They've beaten consecutively Wisconsin, Rutgers, Maryland, and Minnesota. And three of the four were at home, but still they're playing some pretty good basketball right now. So again, you know, no gimmies the rest of the way. Really not many gimmies in, in Big Ten basketball. And I, I heard Dick Vitale on a broadcast this weekend say that he thinks top to bottom the Big Ten is the best conference in the nation, and they have been for the last 20 years, just because they have so many teams that are good. You know, like they don't have really top, top tier teams right now that are top 10, top five, but just top to bottom, 
so many teams are good. He thinks they'll probably have nine teams in the NCAA tournament this year. And the Big Ten standings are still just a logjam. Purdue and Northwestern losing made that even more so. I mean, it's getting closer at the top with those teams kind of coming down into the pack. And the Hawkeyes are tied for sixth. And that's assuming the Michigan wins today over Wisconsin at home. If they lose to Wisconsin, I will be tied for fifth at 10-8 and eight in the conference. Ten wins, eight losses. And a couple more wins just to get to that 20-win mark on the season would be so nice. But they've got a tough road ahead with at Indiana on Tuesday night. So let's see how the Hawkeyes can do and finish out this season. Just crazy. The Hawkeyes scored 112 points in the two road losses last week. I think it was Chad Lystico who, who had this in an article. 112 points in two road losses last week. Shot just 6 of 52 from 3 during that two-game stretch. And then they score 112 in a home game and shoot 17 of 36 from 3. Really just amazing, amazing statistics there. Well, quite a win and and just a really fun comeback. You know, maybe... One of the most fun games of the Fran McCaffrey era at Iowa. You know, facing a scorching hot team that just seems like they can't miss. Uh, down seemingly way too far to come back with, with the time that was left. There was the stare down. I mean, that's an iconic thing. We'll, we'll, never, we'll never forget the stare down. That was just one of the most unusual things I think I've seen in a basketball game. Five threes made in the final 39 seconds of regulation to cause an overtime. And then, really, dominating the overtime for a huge conference win as the season is winding down. The Hawkeyes did it with three-point shooting, rebounding the basketball, getting steals, not turning the ball over. And really, just like I said earlier, just a, a team win for the Hawkeyes. College basketball is something else. It's... Really a roller coaster ride, especially in a conference like the Big Ten. What what your team is going to do from week to week, there, there's just no way to predict it. Illinois lost to Ohio State today. You know, you just can't take a day off for sure in the Big Ten. So who knows what to expect these last two games before the Big Ten tournament, but it's going to be fun. And boy, was that win on Saturday over the Spartans and Tom Izzo fun. Crazy comeback win. Well, thanks for listening, everyone, and go Hawks!